Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my studio. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live with It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to explain life based on the faith paradigm. What do you put your faith in? And uh, we're having a little technical difficulty this morning, which uh, our studio is made up of just a few things, an iPad, a microphone that plugs into it, and um, a little Bluetooth speaker, and that's the way we go. So someday maybe we'll hit the, uh, get some actual technical aptitude and further the cause. But right now we just want to keep it simple and hopefully encourage folks that have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and those who don't, uh, hopefully we can draw people to him because it really is the focus of humanity, people. It's the focus of our lives here on this planet. We were made in the image of God with a purpose. So we're coming to you live right now from the Middle West of the divided States of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some, for those that are connected, those with money, those who have influence, can get away with pretty much anything. And uh, there are folks that, that do. And when you look at our, our government today and its corruptness, uh, all you have to do is go back to the Roman times when Christ walked this earth as a for instance. Look at the corruption in the, the Sanhedrin with the Jews or the Roman government at that point with the Caesars. Um, you know, history is replete with corruption in government and uh you know the whole foundation of the united states was due to the uh, corrupt king who didn't want to um treat people the right way with decency and kindness you know he was very much a tyrant and that's what we see going on in our society today we see tyrannical uh, requests, tyrannical rules being put in place by different people at levels of government. And I think the desire of many of them is to turn people into subjects so that they can rule over them instead of um, a free people whose government is of the people, for the people, and by the people. And they're using safety as a mechanism for that now, but it's really about emotion at the base, at the core and when you look at the Bible, the Bible doesn't speak much. Uh, I shouldn't say it doesn't speak much. It speaks about emotions. But it's usually from the standpoint of desire. If you look up uh, the term desire in the Bible, desire itself comes up about 111 times. But feelings, like if you feel, if you type that in, um, feel, felt, found, Right. Um, now why is my app doing that? It's doing some weird thing. So anyway, uh, when you look at, at how people <clears throat> are driven to be, I guess what I would call sheeple, where people act like sheep and just go with the crowd. Uh, and when we go places now, I always look to see how many people are wearing masks. Because around 
where I live, it's more of a rural area and people have gotten pretty sick and tired of all the mandates and things like that. And myself, I've had COVID. I got over it done and can't, to my knowledge, at least scientifically, I can't give it to anybody. So what's the point of me wearing a mask? I can't get it again. And, uh, you know, so I, some people will look at us funny when, cause I don't, my, I'm, I haven't had my kids wearing masks for many months because it's ridiculous. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it's basically, you know, when you go back to the original part where Fauci was out front saying, oh, masks aren't going to help anything. There's no point in wearing a mask. And then six months later, he's like, everybody's got to wear a mask. You just see the hypocrisy in that. And how many people just don't pay attention close enough? They, oh, everybody's got to wear a mask, especially young people. I, I crack up. You know, young people, people who are healthy and younger can get this disease without even blinking an eye. And yet uh, they're probably the, the most accepting of the rule of the authorities and, uh, you know, but on the flip side, God has allowed these authorities in place for a purpose. And, uh, it's, it's just something we gotta, gotta deal with right now. But as far as this country goes, we have a supposedly have a constitution and people have rights and the government can't tell you what to do in your person, in your body with this mandate in your, on your person, you know, forcing you to wear a mask that it's not something the government, uh, at least according to what I understand constitutionally should be allowed, allowed to do. And we, the people need to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. Now, if you personally want to make a choice to wear a mask and think it's going to protect you somehow from this virus, um, good luck with that. You know, that's, but folks, it's been two years, you know, going on when we get into February, it's going to be two years that we've been dealing with this stuff, two weeks to stop the spread turned into two years pretty quick, didn't it? And we're still dealing with it. So obviously what you guys are doing is not working. The shots are not working to get rid of it. Well, it's because everybody isn't taking one. Yeah, don't give me that. I know three people, personally, four people, that were fully vaccinated that still got this thing. So obviously that's not the answer. And they got sick, too. A couple of them had to go to the hospital. So when you look at feelings which is what drives most of this, the, the feelings of fear, people being uh, manipulated because they fear what the government's telling them, because they fear what Dr. Fauci's telling them, because they fear what Joe Biden's saying, or the CDC director, or all these institutions that we put faith in, and yet most of these people, even some who claim to be faithful, Joe Biden claims to be a faithful Catholic, Anthony Fauci, I believe, was a Jesuit or something. I had read somewhere. I don't know his personal take on Jesus Christ and uh, the faithfulness toward a holy God that created us. But I doubt it. They don't exhibit that in action, right? They exhibit that in words, which anybody can do. 
But when you look at the people who run, there's 31,000 employees at the CDC. I, that still boggles my mind. When I heard that and I heard about their budget, I'm like, what on earth are we doing? How on earth do you need that many people looking at this stuff? That's ridiculous. And especially when it should be a state thing. This should not be a national, nationalized thing. You know, things like illness should be taken care of locally at the state level. You know, you can't do a one-size-fits-all deal uh, across this country. It's too big. And there's too many people in too many places. In different environments, different um, uh, climates, things like that. There's different needs. Uh, so you've got one group that's basically using your desires against you, using your desire, for instance, for a healthy body, your desire to be uh, free from illness and sickness. And they're using that desire and figuring that that's a stronger desire than your desire to be free. And there is a lot going on behind the scenes, I think, because of this stuff. Um, but let's let's start with this. We like to start with Scripture. Let's read through a few different Scriptures. Ephesians 4.19 says, Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness and to work all uncleanness with greediness. And I believe on one side of this equation, people have gotten past the feelings of conscience, conscience and have turned themselves over to, to looking at a payday from the drug companies and looking at, um, in some cases, they bought into this whole thing of climate change and, and we need to get rid of humans. And it's not a big deal that people lose their lives if they can't. You know, you think about the theory of evolution and the, the survival of the fittest. What have we heard about this designer disease that's come against us in the last two years? Well, if you're, Obese, if you're if you have uh, comorbidity issues, it's ten times worse for you. You know, young people it doesn't seem to affect them. Now, these evil people behind a lot of this stuff have done a lot of other things to um, try and hurt young people. Which you know, when you put a mask on them and isolate them and things of that nature, I think that's that goes a long way to to hurting people. But on the flip side of all of this, Hebrews 14 says this, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. So we have a, a Lord, a Savior, Jesus the Christ, who uh, knows he was Son of Man, he called himself. And so he understands how we feel about things. And being Lord of Lords and King of Kings... He can empathize with uh, our situations and understand why we make some of the decisions that we do, which is a, a wonderful thing to have, I think. I think it's it's amazing when you come down to it in a lot of ways. But desire itself uh, is the thing that got us into trouble in the first place. The, the feelings that we have um, you know, when you look at Genesis 3.16, it says, Under the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your... Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> Desired to make one wise. That was what I was looking for. Uh, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes 
and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave some to her husband, and he did eat. And that's what got us into this mess in the first place. The deceiver, which he's still walking around the earth as a lion, trying to kill and destroy, um, deceived the woman, Eve, who ate the fruit that she wasn't supposed to, and um, they weren't ready to handle the knowledge of good and evil yet. And though God allowed them, I think, the free will choice to eat of that fruit, I mean, he didn't force them to do it, to my knowledge. You know, he then came back and, and clothed them with skins. and uh, Things of that nature. But desire and emotion have, have played a huge role in our lives. Uh, selfish desires get us into trouble a lot of the time. Desire for things we shouldn't have. Desire for things that... Um, will not be helpful to our lives, and yet we do them anyway. But when you put your faith and trust in Christ, a lot of that will go away, and over time I think it becomes less and less because as your faith increases in Him and His Spirit guides you more, the Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit that you're given, the the things that you desired before you were part of His kingdom um, begin to fade. And it's like anything else, you know, they tell you if you exercise your muscles, your muscles will get strengthened. Well, if you don't exercise your faith muscle, it's going to get weaker. If you exercise it, it's going to get stronger. And so, um, you know, I've heard it said before, you're, you're either moving closer to God or away from him in everything that you do. And I don't, you know, I suppose there are seasons of, of, times when they're, you're not moving towards or away and you're just there. But for the most part, I think I would agree with that, that you're either doing things that will draw you closer to God and, and serving Him or uh, moving away from Him. But let's look at a few things um, beyond that. I, you know, the, the idea of emotion is, is something that we'll discuss uh, quite a bit on this show because that's how people get trapped. That's how people get trapped into thinking they need to wear a mask. That's how people get trapped into thinking they need a shot to get through this pandemic. You know, the whole idea of a pandemic, whatever, people. This is a a cold, normally, for most people. And for the ones that uh, do get it worse, like I did, and have issues where they almost can't breathe, or, you know, I couldn't stand up hardly and go to the bathroom. I couldn't take a shower without, uh, having issues. Um, but when given the right medication mix, it, bam, went away and no, no time flat. So it turned out not to be that big of a deal. But for a lot of people, it can be right. So one, one positive trend I want to hit on today in the news more than a fad, why a growing number of parents are opting to homeschool their kids. And this is from CBN News. And I'm not going to go through the, the personal story. Um, but Virginia, Florida, everywhere, I think more and more people 
because of the pandemic, because schools have um, gone more in, more all in on political correctness and political uh, ideals. And my premise has been for a long time that you need to privatize the entire school system. There should be no public school system, period. And I'm sure people on the liberal side would argue that to the core because they want, that's another area, they want control. They want control of young schools of mush, as Mr. Limbaugh used to call them. And they want to be able to direct the paths of the future generations, which is why we're in the mess we're in, because deception and uh, untruthfulness and things that should never be even considered in the public school realm are being preached from the hills, preached from the rooftops. Homeschool students score above 83 percentile in language arts and mathematics on standardized achievement tests, whereas public school students in a good year, not a COVID year, but a good year, only score 50 percentile in these same tests, said Bond. I'm not sure where that person's from, but, you know, there's one of the, I remember when we first started homeschooling our older kids, my mom, God bless her, was like, well, but who's going to oversee what you're doing? And I'm thinking to myself, why do we need oversight? We're their parents. You know, where is this faith that we put in others to tell us what to do? This faith that says, oh, somebody's from the government. They know better. Or somebody has a degree. They know better. Somebody was taught something, even if it was 30 years ago. You know, they got a degree, master's degree in education from somewhere in the 1970s. And they should know more than I do about how to teach my own kids. Why do we do that? You know, why do we think people in white coats who come up with standardized tests know better what my child needs to learn than I do? Where does that come from? You know, it goes back to my argument against seminary as a, for instance, why does a, a group of people that puts together a curriculum know better how to teach someone to be a pastor or to serve than a pastor where somebody could go on under an apprenticeship program and learn how to pastor a church. And maybe there's some general guidelines that everybody follows, i.e. what Jesus taught people. That might be a start. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that for today. Um, we got a new year coming, a new start. And I'm hoping that, that anybody that hears this, if you have not con connected with the Lord Jesus Christ, I encourage you to get a Bible, read the book of John, um, e email us at ehud at itsareligion.org. Happy to help any way we can. And, uh, and learn who he is, the king of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one, only one you can put your faith and trust in that will never, ever, ever fail you. Have a blessed day, folks. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a poor swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama